0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Baka 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 podcast. Baka! Baka! Baka!
1: Baka! Baka! It's amazing how every time you open your mouth you prove you're an idiot.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast where every two weeks we discuss a new anime like a book club in that type of style. We turn our discussion over to you to carry on whatever thoughts that we have to make corrections for us. Join in the discussion. We are all bakas in this together. And yes, we do mean that as an insult. Suckers. No. Um (laughs) Adam. We are having a special episode today. So once a year, around the holiday time, to give us ourselves some more free time with our families and our fun presents, we decide instead of watching a twelve-episode series, we're gonna just going to watch a hour and a half, two-hour movie, a uh, uh, anime movie, and that's what we did here. And we chose Jujutsu Kaisen Zero this time. So that will be our discussion. And to help me talk about it, we have. The Claws to my Wolverine. It's Jeremy. Hey. The hot take. You to do a super <laughs> hot take right now. It's gonna be
2: so hot sizzling. Take. I'd rather watch Demon Slayer. Hot take! <laughs> there is a mix of hot take and anime.
0: <laughs> we also have the tongue to my toad. It's Jason with
1: his hot take. Studio Trigger is amazing. However, Fooly Coolie will never be good.
0: Those
1: are two
0: hot. Those are two separate takes at the same
1: time. But behind. Studio Trigger is being good is not a hot take. Right. A yeah, hot so take is no, reason
0: to Fooly Fooly
1: Cooly. It no, no, no. I'm just I'm clarifying for those that want to fight me. I, I do appreciate but, Studio Trigger animation and anime, except Fooly Cooley because it's hot.
0: Never mind. But they were Gynex nobody... at the time. What? Studio Trigger didn't make Fuli Coolie, next did.
1: But anyways.
0: <laughs> hot <laughs> take <laughs>
2: Foolikule cool is the worst.
0: Uh and my a real hot take, my name is Troy, and I have a real one, and that <laughs> Suicide Squad Squad Isakai is gonna end up being terrible. I don't think it'll have any depth. I think it's just a cash grab of smashing together Western and Eastern and trying to, to get money out of it. I love the concept, and I just don't feel like they're going to do it right. Hot lava. <laughs> That's right. That's hot lava. You're stepping in it. <laughs> now, now I feel like I'm like one of those commercials late at night. <laughs> yeah. You're stepping in it. Call one eight hundred.
2: Whoa, I'm not sure some people understand to, to, that reference. To, to order it's the chop. it's nine
0: hundred. I wouldn't know, Jeremy. How would <laughs> you don't I, call this? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's explore this. No, but actually, there was one eight hundred numbers to get you to call the one 900 number. They would pretend oh. like they were free. <laughs> they jumped through hoops. <laughs> Alright, we are talking about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Uh let's have Jeremy start off with his non spoiler review so you can get
2: a, a feel how he thought about it, if he recommends it. Go ahead, Jeremy. I mean it was good. It was pretty. Um, but it wasn't I don't know, it wasn't anything that like really wowed me as far as story or or characters or anything. Is it, it felt very much like a lot of shonen that I've seen before, it was just way prettier. So, and maybe the jujutsu setting gives it a lot of extra potency. But having not seen season two, it just really didn't didn't hit me with a lot of impact. So, I don't know. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's some homework you have to do before really enjoying this one. Hot take. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hot take.
0: Oh, dear. Uh, that, and that's good that you called out what you have and haven't seen because right now season two has ended in the sub, has, I think, one episode left in the dub, and we're all in different places in our Jujutsu Kaisen journey. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Jason, what'd you
1: think? Um, I've seen it twice now because, uh, I saw it uh, a couple weeks ago, and then, um, anyways, uh, both times I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, like Jeremy said, the animation's gorgeous. The I found the story compelling. Um, I liked Yuta's story, uh, but Gojo is always just kind of the front and center for me. But it, I do feel it. If you were to just if this was your first experience with Jujutsu Kaisen, like this was the first thing you picked up as far as media for it, it would be confusing. Um, I think I think there's some extra extra any extraneous extraneous uh mm. pieces of media i think makes it a more enjoyable experience without any of it though i think it would still be fun to watch but um yeah really like it
0: so when we first started this podcast i was very vocal about how i was done with battle in anime and since then, I've been a huge My Hero Academia fan, <laughs> Demon Slayer fan, Jujutsu Kaisen fan. And I gotta admit, I was lying to myself or lying to you guys. So apparently, I, I just love. But I do think your thing is that my big complaint was they don't end. And Jujutsu Kaisen's coming to its end in the manga. My Hero Academia's in the final battle of its manga. Demon Slayer ended. I still don't want to watch One Piece because it's still going. So, yeah. <laughs> my, I think a big part of it is that I do still love this stuff. My complaint has been addressed, so I'm good. Uh, with that said, when we came, when I first watched Jujutsu Kaisen a couple months back at uh, this movie, my daughter had wanted to start watching season two, and I said, well, I gotta watch the movie first. So we sat and watched the movie to start. We were a couple episodes behind in season two. And it had been a while since season one, and I was like, I don't, know what's going on anymore i recognize gojo um and i'm very much in jeremy's boat this is very pretty uh it feels very shallow i don't understand anybody's motivations and i walked away with a bunch of questions i have now watched all of season two and then tumbled down wiki rabbit holes red mangas. i i am spoilered up which leaves me a little cursed tonight because i can't i got to be very careful what I say about explanations because they're not in here. They show up much later in the story. However, with all that knowledge, especially season two, watching this movie, it was like my brain exploded. Everything made sense. Everything was clicking. It was like, oh, this is one of the most impactful moments of history in the series. And that was very cool to do. So, on its own, I think it's a very pretty... Watch. In its greater part of the lore, if you are ingesting it, however you are ingesting it, I think it's awesome. So I highly recommend it for Jujutsu Kaisen fans. It's a can't miss. Um, also, while we're in the non spoiler section, I want to give some backstory on what Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is. It was originally called... Editing... Editing... <laughs> editing. <laughs> It's a sweet name. The original name was Tokyo Metropolitan Curse Technical School. And it was the author, author, Gege, I believe, is their name. They're a a mysterious writer. No one knows who they are. He got a one-shot in Shonen Jump and he wrote this story. And they said, and it was so popular, it did so well, they said, make us another story. You get a long-running series. And then he said, well, I'm not going to remake a new series. I'm just going to use the same world, but start over with all new characters, and this will serve as a prequel to that story. So this was originally written as its own, in simple story that now serves as a prequel to Jujutsu Kaisen, and in that light, it makes a lot of sense why stuff isn't being explained, why stuff feels rushed, and why a lot of this stuff seems almost lost when you get to the regular series, and then it's starting to fill back in. Um, I do think that's really important, and isn't really a spoiler to anything, but it just kind of So many prequels are like, I want to tell you why Han Solo has his name and his vest and his gun and why his boots are this color. This isn't doing this is a true prequel of just these are events that happened before the main story started. And I do really appreciate it for that, because I don't usually like prequels, but this one is a true just the start of the story. Alright. Um There's no opening and closing. Do you guys think the credits look cool while they scrolled past?
2: (laughs) I love the color choices.
0: Music? How about music? How do you guys feel about the music in this? It
1: was good. I didn't... um, None of the battle sequence music tracks jumped out at me more than it would in the regular show. But I will say the visuals were amazing.
0: I agree with that. (laughs) All right. So... We are now going to go on to the spoiler section, but before we do, our next special episode, which is going to be Jason's rules-free retro pick, an anime that he's always wanted to discuss here on the podcast. Uh, Again, this is a special time of year for us that we do this for all the hosts, except for me, who does the movie. Um, He picks Samurai Champloo. We're going to watch the first 14 episodes of that, and then we will be discussing our next podcast also, a reminder that we need recommendations from you guys, the listeners, because you are also getting your own episode for a rules free pick, something that you wish that we'd always discuss. We are taking suggestions in now and then we will create a voting system, which will be announced in our next episode.
1: Um, just for a little context, this was an anime that I watched before I knew I really liked anime. Um, cause I saw it on, on TV and, um, uh, the Cartoon Network at you know at mm. night. Hunami. Um, yeah, and uh, it it also like I kind of knew what anime was, but I wasn't really like a big anime fan. So I, I'd like to re go over this one again. I remember watching
0: it because they had the same voice actor for Spike and Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> and I thought it was
2: like, oh, it's like the same guy. I gotta watch this. He looks pretty similar. They do. Yeah. <laughs> all right so
0: that is those announcements all business has been taken care of it's time to talk about jujutsu kaisen zero with spoilers so this is your spoiler warning if you want to go watch this movie and not be spoiled watch a little bit of season two first um (laughs) but spoilers from here on out about the movie and again i will do my best not to spoil anything that is not part of this movie there's gonna be discussions about why stuff works and i'm gonna have to probably touch on some things that are hinted at. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how to play it. Uh, hopefully I get it right. I'm gonna do my best. Play by ear, right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we always do. And then totally <laughs> crash into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this takes place before the original Jujutsu Kaisen series started. Um, Actually, it's a year? One year before? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we start with a young man who's being bullied in school and then an evil spirit comes up to protect him not killing the bullies we are told multiple times but like we see them without skin smashed into a locker and I'm like well they're probably dead and <laughs> yeah. blood like coming out of the locker <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah I don't see how Ford teenage boys can fit in a locker <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: totally block. mutilated
2: yeah it's yeah. it's messed up
0: um but this young man who was being bullied and has this cursed spirit attached to him is yuta our main protagonist uh your guys's thoughts on the character of yuta
1: i i have mixed feelings about yuta um but in light of I kind of like his arc, but I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm having change of heart as I talk. Spicy. (laughs) I know, right? It's interesting because he, you know, we come to find out later that he is a Jujutsu sorcerer, like by bloodline and that he probably should have been being trained earlier on, but he wasn't. Um, And then, you know, he, he's able to use cursed energy in a very advanced way. Um, but he doesn't realize that he is, he has this natural talent and natural ability until much later on. And so we get this kind of whiny protagonist going on, right? Where I'm, I'm so lonely or lowly. I'm not as good as my peers. Everyone's so much better than me. How will I ever live up to them? Um, And I'm not sure he ever grows out of that. So I'm not a big fan of that. I I like it when the, you know, if they have some self-doubt, they kind of express it and then they get over it. Um, He's able to kind of do that, but he's still very self-doubty, even though he's like one of, he he proves himself against one of the most powerful fighters in in Jujutsu history. So, um I I like the story around him and I kind of like him, but I think I would have liked a little less like of of that self doubt, but I do understand like the trauma that he realizes at the end, which we'll get to.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, The whininess was really bugging me at the beginning. Um, I, I liked Rika. She was cool. And just the story surrounding her and their relationship and how it came to be. It had that sort of, yeah, yeah. It had that sort of creepy, uncanny weirdness to it that I always find interesting. Um, but as far as Yuta himself goes, he's probably the biggest complaint I have, uh, with the movie is just that he's, he fits so well into the tropey main character expectations that I have. You know, lots of power just not tapped into emotion will will fuel that power and unlock latent abilities that he always had. And then he'll win. And I don't know, to me, that's just not satisfying. I did like his tenacity.
1: I will have to say that because there's there is some montages where he just gets the absolute crap ton kicked out of him and he still is like, teach me more. And so, like, that I appreciated, but, but mostly I agree with you, Jeremy.
0: Yeah,
2: that's fair.
0: I will start by saying I like him more than Yuji. Uh I feel like mm. he's more developed than Yuji, where Yuji kind of feels like a blank slate to me back in you know, season one, especially. And this felt like a, I do agree, he's a very tropey main character protagonist. He, he definitely fits that mold. And I also think because it's a movie uh, or it was a one shot, whatever you want to phrase it uh his development goes by really fast and a lot of off screen we get like major points in his character arc we get to see hey i'm i'm more confident now and hey i'm i'm more trained and more confident now but we don't really get to see him push past the very specific hurdles to get to that point it's just okay here's him at is in despair his here's him feeling lowly here's him starting to feel confident here's him at his peak um just because it's a very fast story. I was
1: about to say, I think the movie does a disservice to that because uh, like, for instance, uh, he, ha- he ends up finding out he has a healing ability and he's able to proficiently use it with very little effort, even though Gato says, Oh, that's an advanced technique. And this kid's been there for less than a year. But then with Itadori, we see him use black flash, which we come to find out is an advanced skill that he can't, very, you know, people can't use very often. And, he develops it to where he can use it very often. No. But no. that was. That's not true. He only uses yeah. it once. He uses Bla- it Black a Flash bunch is, of times. What are you talking he only,
0: about? He only Black Flashes once in this. UG.
1: Against the truth. Oh, are you talking Yuji? No. no, no. no talking I'm talking UG. about the difference between Yuta and
2: Itadori. I'm sorry. Mm. I misunderstood. Yeah, so I yeah.
0: Straight so, cut that. No one needs to know Jason was right.
2: who's itadori again is that voice kid or is that someone else yuji from the the other main character from the anime oh my gosh okay
0: i can remember yuji i did not remember itadori (laughs) okay okay sorry that's what everyone everyone
1: calls him when you're watching the series because everyone's so proper Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. um but the difference between is like you know that healing ability we didn't get to see him develop and like it, we didn't get a sense of time where he he improved over a over a long period of time unlike with Yuji, where he he in, incrementally got better to where he was able to surpass other sorcerers with black flash
0: so all that is very valid especially in the context of the movie there is absolutely a, in lore reason yuta can do that but this movie never actually tells us what yuta's curse technique is because everyone, it's everyone stealing. has the power. He's rogue,
2: isn't he? He's the thief of the jujutsu world.
0: I I will just say that the healing technique is so <laughs> advanced. There's only one other character in all of jujutsu kaisen who can actually do it, and Gojo can only do it to himself. So the healing other people, there's only one person who can do that, um, which the movie doesn't really <laughs> point out. Like he Mm-mm. just suddenly does it, and you're like, oh, he's healing people but that's an insane and a huge Mm -hmm. clue to his, his actual ability.
2: That's all I can say. Yeah. Taken on its own. I find that to be very detrimental for Mm -hmm. just the movie. Like if you just have a movie where the character Mm -hmm. all of a sudden is doing these things in the very last fight with no preamble, no explanation that are super advanced techniques. I didn't even know that there was only one other person that can do that. Um, but he also steals, like, the voice thing from the kid with the voice. <laughs> and that's an advanced technique as well. So, like, just all of a sudden, he needs to beat the bad guy. And so Utah suddenly has all the powers of the other characters at his disposal. For a movie, that's just... that's painful.
0: There's also a little bit of a retcon on how powers work. And so, in the movie, it's not as a big of a jump. For him doing that, whereas, and then in the actual series, they go back and retcon why it works, and then it's an even bigger jump. It's all like, awesome. hmm. so, but I, I, I one hundred percent agree with you. Is what I also want to say, hmm. because when I saw this the first time and he started healing people, I was just like, oh, okay. But again, now do watching him <laughs> heal people, I my jaw dropped. I was like, no way, <laughs> that's that's so big. Yeah healing healing is hard uh yeah so that was juta and for Rika, i she is scary looking I, I do like her appearance um i would Especially have liked she to, opens
2: her eye i would have liked
0: you know we in the regular series we see so many special grade curses and how cool they are there's the volcano guy and there's a guy who can morph you into anything if he touches you um And she's just big and rips things apart. I would have liked to have give her a little bit more flavor. Again, this is kind of where ideas are starting to be born. But I'm judging this as in your place in Jujutsu. I'm watching this after season one. I think uh, Rika is actually a little underdeveloped compared to her other bad guys. Her her design,
1: however, is just amazing. Yeah. Um, The. The cursed spirits throughout this entire uh, series are fantastic. Um, in exactly. fact, I Except like for the... Jogo. <laughs> Fair <and> enough. Jogo. <laughs> is that the volcano guy? Um,
0: yeah, the volcano guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so dumb. Um, like, like you know, there's a scene coming up where they get confronted at the school, and to escape, he summons this huge, one-eyed spirit. It, the The design on it is just. Grossly fantastic, and so but I found Rika's design very well done, um especially later on when she opens her eye
2: <laughs> yeah yep i actually i I thought her powers were were pretty cool, just be just in the sense of like there were two things that were said: one was that a curse is powered by how much energy, right, like curse energy is in it, and she's supposed to be infinite um so that's kind of cool um. And then the second thing was when Ghetto said that it looks like she can transform into anything that she wants to be. So this is just one form that she's exhibiting. Um, now, both of those things made her very interesting, but neither one was actually ever elaborated on or really made use of in the movie. So it was like. She's way more cool than she's given to display to us. <laughs> yeah. People are talking about how cool she is, but we don't get to see it. <laughs> after
0: the incident at the high school he is brought to jujutsu high to face the jujutsu higher ups and i still have no idea what those are <laughs> but a uh, very similar setup to we saw from Eugene in season 1 is that hey this this thing this kid's a danger let's execute him gojo walks in and defends him and says well let's let's see how this plays out let's let's embrace him instead i i'll take personal responsibility um and so this is our first introduction to gojo so now we need to talk about gojo specifically in this movie how you feel about him.
2: i really like him
1: um you know obviously from the beginning of season two he's much more mature um he's the same mature gojo that we get from season one where you know he's got the playful side nothing really scares him because he is limitless um but the fact that he's he, even with this special grade he's just like fairly nonchalant and I love the line that he says to the the council he's like if you choose uh, j- just just know that if you choose what you're going to choose uh, I, I'll side with you to <laughs> like that look in his eye I, and also the fact that he keeps his eyes covered all the time like every time he exposes an eye it's kind of like those you know the the trope character of the closed eyelids but then when they open their eyes they are super serious right um gojo's kind of got that but uh also it makes me wonder just how strategic he is or if he's um careless 'Cause there there's a fine line there between so you know, he sees so far ahead he knows that he can let certain things happen, or he took a gamble and it just happened to work in his favor. Um I, I'm I'm not sure which is which. I tend to lean towards he's really smart. Um but some of the decisions he makes at the end of the movie are
2: um questionable.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's okay. I, I don't have any complaints about him or anything. I tend to think he's actually pretty impulsive just because when, when you have a lot of power, you don't have to worry as much about (laughs) being strategic. So that's, that would be my guess, but I don't know. He might like display something in season two that gives more of an indication of, of that, um, intelligence, but I don't know. Um, He's all right. He just seems like a, a, a power powerhouse in this. Like, that was his value to me in this.
0: I, I I definitely thought about this in season one, but it comes up again in this movie. And I think it's really interesting. Gojo. Gojo is so strong that everything the bad guys do is how do we get around Gojo? Or uh, delay. To, yeah, yeah to, to the point where his team is never the underdogs. And in every other like battle anime, you know Naruto's team is oh they're the underdog. You know Ichigo's team we're the underdogs. Those bad guys are so strong. But in this one, the bad guys are like the good guys are so strong that we literally have to manipulate so much just to get around that one guy so that we can be on even footing and have a chance. Um, and only get one chance. And get it's a yeah.
1: time limit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it it's an interesting problem he created for himself. I know for a fact Gangri hates Gojo. <laughs> I think he created him thinking this was really cool. And then as his writing and like, oh man, I had to constantly plan around this. Um I, that's gotta be frustrating. But I think it's a it makes it's what makes Jujutsu Kaisen so unique is his whole he's like nuclear deterrent in living form. Um mm-hmm. and they also hint at he he has his own motives. Um I really Watching this the second time, I really came to a big realization that X-Men, X-Men fits all this a lot. And he is the Charles Xavier. He is trying to make the better world for for others. So it's hinted at here that Gojo has his own agenda, especially like Jason mentioned, when the higher ups are like, we want to do this. He's like, but then I'm going to go against you. And because he's that nuclear deterrent, they basically have to give in. But even he says that they're they're going to kill us if we get this wrong. Um <laughs> a, And Gojo and Geto remind me a lot of X Men. He's like Charles Xavier trying to make this better future for Jujutsu mm. Sorcerers in his own way. Versus, like, I want to get break away from the stigmas of the past or of all the this family nonsense. We get word about the families again that comes up in here, and where Geto has his own. Who we'll talk about later his own plans so uh, the more i learned about gojo and especially again watching this which is a major story point for gojo he was more interesting this time especially than the first time i watched this movie and then and even in season one now that i kind of see where he's going with things all right so uh while at first Utah is like no i'd rather just be alone uh, Gojo's like, but no one wants to be alone. And he agrees, so he enrolls in Jujutsu High School. And we are introduced to his first-year classmates, and we're going to talk about them one by one. Uh, first up, we have Maki, the cursed weapon user. So your guys' thoughts
1: on Maki? Um, I liked that <clears throat> we learned more. I'm not sure if in Season 1 we find out that she can only see cursed spirits because of her glasses. They're not prescription.
0: I think they mentioned that season one.
1: Did they? Okay. Cause I didn't remember that, um, until the movie said this. So, so that was interesting that she, uh, Gato even calls her out like you're the failed prodigy of the, your clan. Um, monkey. <laughs> uh, even though, and, okay. No, never mind. I can't talk about season two. Um, <laughs> I really liked the amount of time we got to spend with her because she, in season one, she does have such a chip on her shoulder and she has the same chip in this one, but we get a closer relationship with her and get to see her relationship with Utah. And if it it felt very natural, like the writing was really good between them. Um, Even though he just kept getting his butt kicked by her. Every time they sparred. Um, yeah, I think I like Maki here more than I did in season one.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, She was actually the character that I, I found the most interesting whenever she was on screen. Like she had a, a, a real chip on her shoulder. And when she would go into fights, it felt like she was very prepared. She was, you know, ordering him around at the same time, trying to sort, sort of draw him out of his shell. and uh very vocal about what her own complaints were, which were kind of cool because a lot of times you don't see that with characters. They'll just be angry and simmer at each other, but not really explain why. So you never, you never get it out there until much later, but this happened pretty quick. And again, it's a movie, so the format's going to speed it up, but, but it was interesting. So those exchanges were, were good. Um Yeah, she was entertaining. I was a little sad at the end. And we didn't actually get to see her fight. Uh, she just lost, but yeah, still good.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel she was done dirty by not getting to see that fight because she actually was my favorite character of this movie. Uh, and even after I had season season one and had it been introduced, she stands out in this movie with her character arc. Um, I'm going to be very general here, but Jujutsu Kaisen does this cool thing with his power system where there's if. If you give up something, you get something in return. That comes up in, in this movie, and we'll talk about it more. But uh, the example back in season one was like, if you tell someone how your curse technique works, it works better. But now they know how to plan for it, right? So you sacrificed, uh that advantage to get a new advantage to, to strengthen it. That's all over the place in Jujutsu Kaisen. And there's also, there's, so it, for some characters, there's if you're the Yamcha, <laughs> you're actually awesome because you, you, you were made the yancha That applies to Maki uh, a little bit, and I find that fascinating to add into your series, where literally your weakest characters get to be strong just because of that give-and-take rule in Jujutsu Kaisen, and Maki being kind of the, the main character that has it, uh, I'm fascinated with her.
1: It made a little bit of sense, though, as far as, like, if you have so much time... Which fight are you going to cut out? Well, what that showed the audience was is that it was an inconsequential fight that Geta mm-hmm. was so many leagues above Maki and what she could do because she didn't have the ability to use curse energy um, that he was just able to stomp her. So
0: That's true. All right, your guys' thoughts on Toge, the cursed words user.
1: Not curse words, cursed <laughs> speech. <laughs> cursed speech user. I have mixed feelings on this character because because he can only talk in like sushi ingredients. Um, It's hard to get like you only get these like emotional moments with him or implied moments uh, or where someone's talking for him. Um, So there was one moment where he actually gets out, run away without hurting himself or using his curse, which which for him is huge that he was able to say those two words. Mm. Um, But of course it was a dire situation. I liked it. I I, I liked his, uh, when he took Utah to go to the mall, right. Uh, To to fight the curse spirits. I don't know him not being able to talk kind of does a disservice for his character. I think.
2: For me. Jeremy, I like it as a concept. Um, I think it's really cool to explore that, but I do see where you're coming from at the same time where <laughs> you can never really develop anything with him other than just like body language and um inference and, you know, what other people say about the things that he's must be thinking. And, and the show actually spends quite a bit of time on that. Like the, the main character trying to figure out what he's saying is a factor that keeps coming up. Um, Dan even plays a part in the, in the combat sequence at the mall. Benito flakes. Yeah. yeah or kelp. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, again, like I love the idea. It's, it's something I, I don't think I've seen anywhere else. And that intrigues me. um, But I don't think it can be done very well in a, in a movie. As far as like long term, really developing it, it needs, it needs a a season to really hit it hard or more. I am Groot. I am Groot. (laughs) I am Groot. (laughs) Okay. I haven't seen it in anime there.
0: (laughs) Uh, I actually, I'm saying that to say I think it can be done. I don't think they do it well with Toge. I, I think. Like when he said salmon, I'm like, I think that's a positive, but I I don't, and maybe it's a because I I watched it in, in Japanese this time. I don't, I mm. think I watched the English stuff first time, but I, maybe I'm not picking up the voice inflection because it's a different language. Yeah. That maybe that's creating an extra barrier, or they just did it poorly. Um, mm. I I I so I agree, but I do think it can be done,
2: and can they be just done need well. Vin diesel to get in there and. it it
0: also doesn't help that half his face like because you're right we need facial expression and we need body language and he's like very covered up and very stoic and hardly moves at all when he talks so we're also not getting any other way to to communicate with him also you know like hey he's like the most powerful of us he's like super strong he can go on missions on his own he's so cool he uses one word and he's like i'm out (laughs) yeah 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 I don't They're remember injured. that from the series. So maybe he gets past that, or or strengthens that. But that seems like a huge liability that he gets one shot, and then and then he has to have
1: like Naku with him. Not just that. What I don't understand is we've got multiple characters that use cursed energy around their bodies to perf- to enhance their abilities. Right for for instance, Toji is able to. Use cursed energy around his fists, and when he punches, it doesn't wear out his skin or his muscles. But we have yeah um who's Toji? Uh, eat the Dory. No, you mean Yuji? Oh, Yuji. Okay. Not, not Toji. <sighs> okay. Gotcha. Um. Uh, but. But when he says a word to, like, defeat his enemies, it's like a one-shot thing. His throat hurts. He's bleeding from the mouth. Um, it doesn't make sense within the rules that you've already set up for the different curse users. Like, mm-hmm. that, uh, you're you're talking about, you know, there, there's the girl with the hammer. It, if her hammer were to break every time she used the curse energy, I mean, that might make sense. But it doesn't, right? So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, there's, it's, it's kind of weird. I know that they tried to sort of justify it a little bit by saying it depends on who he's aiming at, right? If the, if the cursed creature is like way, way higher in power, then it's going to have that effect. But he was just yelling at like a swarm of really low level fish monsters. Um, and it still made him hoarse. Another thing that kind of bugs me about his power is that just regular medicine is enough to fix it. Um, you know, it's like, oh, there's my day quill. I can, I can scream at monsters again. And that, I don't know. I would have, I would have liked it more if there was some kind of, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen medicine that he had to use to fix his throat or something that was infused or prepared by a healer or something, but
0: or if just regular needs...
2: over yeah, the counter. Yeah. Was that the fact that he knows he needs it? Why aren't you bringing like a 10 pack with you in your yeah, coat? Part right. Of the- yeah. And if it's that good. But then at the same time, part of me also wonders, because I know in the past, like if I had a really, really bad sore throat or something and my vocal cords were really messed up, but I had to sing, you could use like a lemon and you just squeeze the lemon juice and you swallow that. And it like softens up your vocal cords and makes it so that you can use them, but only for a few like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and then you're screwed again. So, I kind of wonder if that's what the medicine is doing is it's just like soothing them momentarily, and he's got like a little tiny window. I don't know it's there's a lot of possibilities, but I just think it could have been done better
0: <laughs> and then there's Panda,
2: okay, Panda's awesome. <laughs> he's a panda yeah. and and he's amazing, yeah,, and he has the best question in the anime. <laughs> Chain do you like me. big or do you like small? Maki, <laughs> you have a chance. That's right. That one came out of nowhere. I was trying to figure out what is he where is he going with this? <laughs> oh, I'm just really dull <laughs> and thick here.
0: Panda playing matchmaker <laughs> is incredibly cute in this. Um yeah. and they don't give him much to do, but he's still I just love the idea that there's just a, a talking sentient panda bear. <laughs>
2: This yeah. is a stuffed
0: panda bear, but a panda bear that walks around hanging out with these guys.
1: And his fight scene's amazing at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: Well, what did he say? Uh, I saw that coming. He's like, "You were supposed to." And I was like, "Okay, I like that a lot. <laughs> that is a really good line." Um. Also, they mentioned that he's he's a corpse mutation. I think I don't know if they mentioned it in season one. Um. But that really intrigued me because I still am trying to figure out, like, what is Panda? <laughs> like,
1: they exp- they explained him and yeah, long. yeah, they, they?
2: they did the whole thing. The,
1: he's a,
0: he's created by the principal who can like animate oh, dolls with souls.
1: That's right. And I Panda's like his about biggest that. one he
2: ever made. So why did they call him a corpse? Mm. I think they have to use corpse it, part. It, no, it's the technique
1: that uh,
2: that's just what the principal calls it.
1: Kind of no, it, that the so the technique to bring him to life is called uh, the corpse mutation. So it basically it means anything humanoid shape, whether it be a corpse or a doll, uh, he can use that cursed energy on it.
2: Hmm. So we have our. So class- yes, he's a necromancer too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, man. Imagine so we if have... he like went into our world and retained some of his necromancy powers, and you
0: know. <laughs> hey, try to sure, did you have something to say. <laughs>
1: Let's go on this tangent. So, <laughs> oh, there yeah. was one other thing. That... You I'm so just <laughs>
0: <laughs> on. All the students gather in the classroom. They get to meet Yuta. They don't like him. They're like, hey, he doesn't seem like anything special. He was clearly bullied. We don't want him. And that means they get to meet Rika, too. And Gojo points out, hey, he's protected by an evil cursed spirit and could kill you all of you. So let's be nice to Yuta.
1: And so they do. Well, they weren't particularly friendly to him at first, but then they felt Rika's cursed energy, but they didn't know it was Rika. And so that's when they decided to be angry at or like nasty to him and like th- throw a spear next to his head.
0: <laughs> we also get a flashback of Yuta and the, the human Rika as childhood friends playing in the sandbox. And she gives him an engagement ring that she has, uh, which he then gives to her so that they are. Are they
1: both sick in a hospital?
0: At one point, not, we don't see that okay. yet, but yes, at one point, they, that's how they met in the hospital. Um, and then we get a flash and she's been hit by a car and she died. And then we see her turning into a spirit, or literally this pile of blood on the ground. And then the hands come out and grab him and her, and her twist up monster face comes out.
2: That um, was cool. And that was really that, yeah. well done.
0: And this shows Rika latching onto him, thus being cursed. And then Gojo pairs him with Maki to go on a mission where they have to go to a school. He puts up what's called a veil here, but I thought they were called barriers. And I don't know if that just because they hadn't got the language right in the original one shot and they didn't feel like changing it for the movie. It seems to be
1: interchangeable.
2: Yeah.
0: So he called a veil, but there's barriers, there's veils, same thing.
2: It's actually just a lesser domain. It is. Uh,
0: they, they, uh, we see Maki kill a couple spirits and then they're in the school and these spirits are all so terrified of Yuta that they're literally hiding in, under, inside desks and behind windows. And this is where we, she's like, well, what grade are you? And he's like, I don't know what a grade is. She's like, give me the, the ID card they gave you. And she sees, and it says he's a special grade. Uh, she is a grade three, which is still good, but, Special grade, special grade and special grade doesn't mean like over 9000. It just means you're off the scale But we, we have a scale. And if you can't be on that scale, you're in the special class. So, so that's like is, over
1: 9000.
0: Yeah, technically, <laughs> but not
2: 10,000. We don't know, well, so, yeah.
1: especially if you have emotions attached.
2: Wait, yeah, <laughs> like over 9 billion. Well, <laughs> do we want to
0: get into that? Because you guys kept Not mentioning yet. that. Okay. But it is, we do yeah. need to
1: talk about emotions. I, I yeah. think, I think we do it when we get to the end. Okay. I think it's probably the best place to do it. Okay.
0: What's important to know is he's special grade and, she, uh, uh, Rika is also special grade. Separately, they are both special grade. She's a special grade curse, special grade. Uh, special grade. uh guess what I learned today, guys? That, uh. What? A grade one sorcerer is stronger than a grade one curse. Because your grade as a sorcerer is based on the type of curse you can kill. So if you are a grade one sorcerer, you can kill grade one curses. So So
2: if you're a special grade, you can kill a special grade.
0: No, because special grade is off the charts. So that all, everything's, nothing matters once you get a special grade. It's
2: just
1: nebulous over in the special area. It it
0: really is. (laughs) But there are only four
2: of them. There are only four of them. And that includes him, so there's only three others. That's great. And
0: all but one are in this movie. Mm
2: hmm.
0: Okay. They're eaten by a giant curse. And inside the belly of the curse, they find hurt children. And Maki basically yells at Yuta to get his confidence up. And so he summons Rika on purpose. This is the first time Rika has fully manifested ever. It's like docu- like we see like documented Rika manifests for the first time on this date. Uh, but she just starts tearing the curse apart. And Yuta carries out Maki and the two children. Carries them out of the veil. And Gojo says, good job. And then the higher-ups call Gojo and say, are you a with- crazy? (laughs) It could have killed so many people. And Gojo's like, it's fine. I got this. And they remind him, he hasn't been spared from his execution, it's just been delayed, and he says, well, if that's the case, just know that I'm going to side with Yuta. Because Gojo don't give up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, We also see them at the hospital uh, where um yuta talks about how he wants to break rika's curse that is his goal for all this he just wants to set rika free that is the end of act one Um we see a mysterious man pick up yuta's id at the school um, and we we start with our training montage so about three months have passed and gojo gives Yuta uh, katana that he can use to channel Rika's energy into because it's such powerful cursed energy it would make the, the weapon very powerful and do a lot of damage so he then starts learning how to fight with katana by training against Maki who beats the crap out of him over and over we get the great thing with panda asking about boobs and trying to play matchmaker <laughs> mm-hmm. we get toge being sent on an assignment because he is a grade 2 and is allowed to go to this assignment, and he is asked to bring Yuta along to observe. Um, when they get there, it's a like a broken down mall, like we mentioned, and there's this swarm of fish that are curses, and he kills them with one shot, but then a very powerful curse shows up after they can't leave the barrier. Now, it's supposed to be their barrier, so they should be able to go through it, no problem. Again, I don't feel like the movie does a great job of explaining that, like,
2: no, we, I was confused have... because like Gojo said, oh, the barrier is very easy to break from the inside. But he never explained if that meant that you had to like do something, you know, right. in order to break it or if you just walk through it. And we don't see them walk through the the veil. And so when they came up to the veil this time, I thought, oh, OK, it's not they're not allowed to leave yet. Like it's easy to get out of if you're supposed to get out of it. Didn't right. even occur to me that the veil was not made. It was a second veil. Didn't right. even occur to
0: and the way Yuda even words it, it sounds like, oh, I guess the mission isn't done, so we have to stay in here. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I had originally thought, too, is that, oh, so the veil keeps everyone in until the mission is complete and they killed the wrong thing. Well, yep. That is not what is happening here. They've been trapped inside the <laughs> so, second veil.
1: And they play with this uh, throughout season one and two. Oh, yeah. Veils are, yeah. are huge. You can put huge. so
0: many rules on veils. It's like coding veils are like coding and this and this or this
1: yeah yeah and and in season two we have Veilception.
2: so oh no veils within veils oh boy yeah within veils <laughs> within veils
0: <laughs> anyway uh this new curse attacks them and they have to run and hide because toge voices her and he dropped his cough medicine uh, that we had talked about earlier he's Why gonna go fight it a pocket full of them yep <laughs> all right Yuna decides to help, and he goes and actually does battle with the thing. Um Barely holding his own, but manages to get the cough medicine over to Toge, who is able to crush the monster with a single word, and they're able to leave. Again, the mysterious man is watching all this. Uh, And we actually see Gojo investigating the scene afterwards, and he recognizes who's behind it and knows that it was Ghetto, and this is where we are properly introduced to our villain, of the story ghetto i want to start with jeremy on this one (laughs) for for very important reasons jeremy your thoughts on ghetto
2: um to me he seemed very much like uh i'm i'm evil because uh i want to be the dictator that rules everything and humans are a lesser species i'm gonna wipe them out i've seen it so many times uh in anime and outside of anime like it's it's not a deep compelling motivation but it still works it's fine like i don't have a problem with it it's just not spectacular like i'm not enthralled by the character i, I find him to be very run-of-the-mill routine standard villain um but at the same time his approach his charisma um just the disdain, like the degree of disdain that he has for humans is almost comical sometimes. And and so that is entertaining. Um, And uh, his method of execution, like there's a couple of times where I'm just completely bewildered by his decisions. They're very bad decisions. Like, for instance. Why didn't he just throw out more monsters or curses and finish Yuta off and take over the curse right then. Like he could have just done that right there, and it would have, there would have been no reason to go any further. And I, I Gojo don't... would have killed them all. But the whole point was that if once he got a hold of Rika, he would be able to stand up against Gojo. That that was the whole point it of him t- trying t- to get him. Gojo's way faster than him.
0: Yeah, but Gojo also, wasn't it, there.
2: It he he oh. wasn't he he wasn't in this conversation. Oh, at the mall. At the mall? Listen. Uh, he... Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. There was zero reason. I think um, he's, I think he's experimenting. He yeah. He doesn't
0: fully know what's going
1: on. He's like, yeah, co- he... what is up with this curse? I, I think, I think he knows that there's a special grade out there, but he had no, I think this was more recon.
2: Well, he knew that Rita, Rita, <laughs> he knew that Rika was Yuta's uh he was there to see yuta release her and he knew she was special grade but you're right he doesn't know like the full extent of her power so i guess maybe he was just evaluating whether it would be enough to be worth it because gojo would come hunt him down if he killed the kid and rika wasn't powerful i guess that's that's reasonable i guess i can see that um but then as far as as his other methodology goes it just doesn't sound like he was ready for the fight that that they were instigating. Um, his move was interesting, but it just does not like it relies on so much chance for the bad guys to win. And it would have been better if he just kept on being a fake Buddhist collecting, collecting curses. Uh, Nothing was stopping him. He's doing a great service. Everybody's happy, even though he hates the humans. Um, and he could have gotten a whole lot more powerful from that over time. So I don't know, not, not, I don't have any real complaints other than that. But he's nothing special to me. He's only as powerful
1: as his most powerful curse he has in his cabinet. And volume.
0: volume Quantity matters for him, too. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, because he he both released all of them, and then later he combined 4,000 into one, and that seemed to, at least in his opinion, make him way more powerful. And he, in
0: my opinion would have won this fight if he hadn't dumped
2: most of his spirits
0: into the other battles to distract gojo mm. he actually hugely handicaps himself before going into this fight thinking that's that's the chess move right i got to get gojo away so i got to give up all this power over here again big theme of jujutsu kaisen what you sacrifice for what you get but that that i i want to say from me and Jason who know the backstory because that is the start of season two is his backstory. Uh, That is a fascinating take on the character and probably exactly where I was when I first watched this movie too. I was just like, okay, so he's just a mustache twiddling guy? Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah. Especially since we've (laughs) seen him in season one, kind of just standing in the background, hanging out with her spirits, and then, okay, what is going on with this guy? He was very confusing to me by first
1: watch. Now, Troy was kind enough to tell me because I told him I was so far into season two he's like okay hold up once you get out of the flashback you need to go watch this movie and I'm so glad I did because I didn't feel that that you guys did because like I saw the backstory then I saw the movie and I was just like oh oh man this is what it's turned
0: into <laughs> so yeah you saw the
1: character then,
2: in his arc that would yeah. make sense mm-hmm. and then
1: and then what happens afterwards in in the rest of season two. So, um, yeah, I I think, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about more about how this movie fits in, but like, this is definitely could have been another, it could have been season two of three instead of a movie.
0: I, I think for me, for ghetto at this point, uh, fascinating tragic character one of those villains that has a really good point but has gone the wrong way to me he's magneto he's like i you know magneto wants to save the mutants oh that's a really really great way to do things and he's like yeah by killing everything else oh okay no no
1: that's that's genocide so (laughs) (laughs) he um yeah he's definitely one of these bad guys that takes a, a quote-unquote good stance and just kind of takes it to its wrong logical conclusion like kind of ignoring other logical (laughs) outcomes and just going, no but what if we go all the way
2: like all the way (laughs) it's like you can't solve a problem so just eliminate the problem
1: (laughs) well yeah it's like (laughs) the fear of
2: don't need it anymore AI going how
1: does AI solve uh you know humans hurting each other well if we get rid of the humans they don't hurt each yeah. other <laughs> that's right no more problem the movie
0: does do a crazy thing so this isn't a spoiler because it's in the movie they play audio from the flashback that will air in season two uh, of ghetto saying his original philosophy out loud that the strong mm-hmm. exist to serve the weak to protect them mm-hmm. and and never elaborate on that or talk about like why he said that, or is that ghetto is that something he said yesterday, and when did he say that? It just drops that line, and I was like, that's insane. That's insane that you dropped that line with with no no context, no reason to just that little tidbit again, what having seen the flashback, that's a huge thing it, it's It's his starting point, but why did the movie add that line in the movie? I don't get it,
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I I saw that too. And I was assuming that it was like, okay, so at one point in time this character was like he did a one eighty basically. Um but it felt cheap to me. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, oh okay, you're adding depth to this character with a single phrase that I don't know any of the context for. Blah, I don't like that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, but I guess the again it means that order really matters here and that the value of this kind of seems like it depends on already having consumed certain other media. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy what the context adds to this movie. And my thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen as a whole, having watched all of season two now, I've seen everything that's anime. And again, every manga manga Jujutsu Kaisen is like, I'm going to show you some cool fights and I have really cool story, but I'm not really interested in telling you that cool story. (laughs) You figure it out. Great for you. I just want really good depth to these fights that I'm going to show you these awesome fights. Um, and I'm a little torn on it because I enjoy going down the rabbit hole and there is something just cool about cool. I got popcorn, show me just some really cool fights and I like that it's not happening just because there are reasons. But don't I also deserve for you to. <laughs> tell me those reasons but i don't want naruto 20 episodes of flashback before the fight yeah. happens either so they,
1: huh. there's a fantastic example of this without getting spoilery of season 2 where the big, big, big bad guy of season 1 sukuna fights a certain spirit there's very little context given there's very little for the reason for these two to be fighting but it's nearly an episode long and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, why, are the, why? Why? Why why does this happening? Right. It's it's some of the best
0: animation of the season. Your eyes bleed. But if you haven't it's, paid oh. very close attention to details of why every character got to that point, yeah. it's just like, oh, smashing action figures together awesomely. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the movie does that. It's built into this movie, too. Very much so. Where, again, when I first watched it, I'm like, that was very pretty. You smash those action figures together very well. Why?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just have broken toys now. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> the purpose.
0: <laughs> he's so right. Anyway, um, okay. So we, now we meet Ghetto properly, where he, like Jeremy mentioned, he's running kind of a con where people come and
1: he eats their cursed spirits. Oh, it doesn't show him eat it. By the way, it does Ghetto, one. The, does he actually one eat time. And it's in the chibi form when he's like telling his oh plan. That's the only time. You, you know that.
0: Oh. You know that spirit. He turns into like a big orb in his palm. Yeah, he has to. He has to swallow that down. Like it. It's the most like disturbing every thing to watch. Whenever he, eats and doesn't it doesn't get smaller. It no. It's so gross. His throat enlarges.
1: And he, <laughs> and he, yeah. In the second season, he talks about how it, how gross it is, and he describes like a sweaty sock that's been dipped in like right. feces like oh
2: <laughs> yeah no he, he
1: describes how terrible every time he does this is
2: no wonder he's just like really grouchy and cynical <laughs> he, this is what i have to do for my special grade you <laughs> jerks so you're right whereas gojo is like i have beautiful
0: eyes what kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um so yeah, he has people come and when they have cursed spirits you know, haunting them, he literally just snatches them up, eats the cursed spirit, thus powering him up. Or, he's running cons on rich people. He even explains, there's the people who bring me spirits and there's the people who bring me money. And then the rich guy who shows up complaining, he's like, oh, you're out of money? Well, then you're dead. And literally just murders him right there.
2: Mm-hmm. Does anybody money. else have any problems? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got the impression that those were creatures that basically he sicked on the the rich man yeah. to make money that's so much worse wow <coughs> uh,
0: and then the then he goes and yeah. he meets with what he calls his family his group of followers that um and in jujutsu kaisen if you work with the schools and the jujutsu society you're a sorcerer if you don't, you're a curse user and you suck, but they're really the exact same thing. So these are just <laughs> a bunch of curse users, but they're, they're the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, Hey guys, everyone hop in my pelican.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they fly to Jujutsu High School, get out the entrance, and he's talking like a guy who's visiting his high school for the first time in 10 years, like, ah, nothing changed. This place sucks. Uh but he runs into our main characters, Yuda and all the other students, and they're like, You shouldn't be here. No one's allowed to just walk into here and he's there to meet Yuda and he's like, Hi Yuda, how you doing? Uh I want to kill all the human beings so bad. Would you be my helper? Um <laughs> and Gojo shows up and then he sta- um Ghetto starts making fun of Maki, again, pointing out she's the failure of the Zenin clan, which um is important but that was explained back in season one what she is and this upsets yuta who's like i don't know anything about your plan or what you want but you just insulted my friend so back off so ghetto says okay i'm here to declare war uh on december 24th i'm gonna attack two different regions in tokyo uh do your best to stop me we're gonna go get crepes (laughs) because i promised the girls crepes uh, and I'll see it. And Gojo's like, why do you think I'll let you leave? And he's like, I got a ton of spirits. Ah, bye bye. Ride the pelican.
2: How, how are the girls so stupid that they love crepes from this specific place, but they're OK with killing the people that make the crepes?
1: They are endlessly infatuated with Gojo
2: because we get
1: a very fast flash of him saving Ghetto. them.
0: Ghetto. Right. Ghetto. Saving. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, ghetto saved them. Um, which we learn more about that particular incident in the flashback of season two. Which you don't have nope. that info, which I wish you did because nope. it would make a lot more sense.
0: What, however,
1: yeah. they um, they they do mention it out loud. They mention oh, yeah, the yeah, incident, that, how how they treat us in the sticks. So basically, like <laughs> well, in no, them.
0: That... Sorry, they they also say one time ghetto
1: killed a hundred people, just right, boom, and that's all tied together. But like in that quick flashback, we see the the girls in a cage and and he saves them from the cage uh, from being beaten and abused. And so I think it's more of an emotional connection than a logical one. And I think also they probably have a hatred for people because of the way they were treated.
2: Hmm. That makes sense. Still, but you're
1: right. The first way. thought that, <laughs> watching it, watching it a second time, the first thought that went through my head was, well, that's, that's a person making those
2: crepes for you and you want them yeah. dead? You won't have crepes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. The cognitive dissonance there is crazy.
0: <laughs> Christmas Eve arrives. Jujutsu mm-hmm. High is prepared for war and called in all their friends. Um, and we start with Ghetto's, he sets off his plan. So he has the, the two armies of spirits that he has unleashed in the two areas. Um, but his real plan, of course, is to go back to the school now that Yuta's left there alone and he will kill Yuta and absorb Rika. He, he's, he mentions he always lied back when he was in school that he could only absorb spirits that have never been attached to anyone. But that's not true. If he kills whoever they're attached to, he can then still absorb it. That was something he's kept close to the vest his whole life. So yeah, he's gotta kill Yuda. Um And then we get a nice discussion so Maki finds Yuda in class. Just sitting in the classroom. There's no class because everyone's off to fight the war. And they have their nice talk. And her, she kind of mentions the Zenning clan. Now she doesn't have any cursed energy and she's a failure, but she's doing it out of spite. She's going to screw that clan. I'm going to show that I'm the best, uh, really piss him off. And he offers to help her and she gets all flushed and calls him a baka, which I appreciate it. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but then Ghetto attacks and we see Maki. Confront him, find him, and in, end in the school. Um, and at the same time, while the battle is happening, Gojo gets an update on Yuta's past and immediately grabs Panda and Toge and teleports them back to the high school.
1: When they get Which there, I was not aware he had teleportation abilities or the ability to teleport others. Me neither. Like, that, that that was surprising. I don't remember that. At <clears throat> That's least. not. His curse
0: technique—I have no idea how he did this. I'm sure there's a way, maybe
1: even a tool that lets him do it. But oh, pro- probably uh th- there's a spaceship in the sky that teleports the
0: <laughs> curse spaceship. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you gotta add
1: curse to everything. There's a curse yes. spaceship in the sky, and there's a curse data with a curse John Luke.
0: <laughs> so here, here's the thing about uh, someone who's spoiled a lot of for himself about Jujutsu Kaisen I know there is a lore accurate answer to how he did this. I will never be able to find that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Amazing. I promise you, if someone went to the writer and asked them, that r- the writer would be like, "Here's the answer." And like, when did you tell us that? I didn't. Not important. <laughs> but I did okay. in my head come up with a plan for how they did
1: this. Right, but how'd you like the fight scene after that though? <laughs> right. Was wasn't it cool? <laughs> I, I watched
0: some history about Gege. They were like their first manga ever was Bleach. So they were heavily inspired by Bleach and um they just grew up wanting to do manga and loving all of the different shonen series. They're they're really close friends with the My Hero Academia creator. No one knows who they are. Uh the one time they appeared in public, they were dressed as Nekamaru. <laughs> so no one's seen their face. No one even kind of knows perfect, what, what the, if they're a man or a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Doesn't care about the details. Watch the cool fights. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Panda and Toge get to the school and they start attacking Ghetto. Um, they combo, team together. Toge, uh, another thing, Toge hits Ghetto with an attack, and then Ghetto is fine. Again, I know there's an accurate reason, a lore accurate reason. I can't tell you what it is. I have no idea how Ghetto just shrugged off this attack. But he does, <laughs> and he gets up and he beats all three of them. And then Yuta comes outside, and he's super pissed off. So he summons Rika. Again, the se- only second time Rika's ever been summoned. Which is shown across the screen. They grab all three of his his stu- uh friends and they jump up to a tower and then he hits them with that healing energy. Which again, second time through, I'm like, no way, <laughs> that's such a big deal. <laughs> First time, I was just like, oh, okay, I guess that's a thing. We all just can shoot energy and and heal people. Hmm. Um. And then so then we get our big battle, guys. I have. I did a really good job of breaking this movie down into its three acts. The, the, the start of the third act is when December 24th arrives. It's the longest part of the movie. It's almost half the movie and it's 90% of fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what Jujutsu Kaisen is about. I, I get why some people are like, it, it's really shallow. I get even where Jeremy's coming from with all his, his complaints. They are 100% accurate. This series is like, I just wanted to show you cool fights.
1: And I'm pretty sure the only the only large lore drop in this entire last act is, um, I forget what his name is, but he tells Gojo about the rope that he's going to use. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that, that seems like the biggest lore drop. Right, so that guy's name is Miguel. Miguel,
0: that's uh-huh. right. Apparently he is now an important character. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he has a special rope. Um, I do know in Japan's... Uh, Outside of Japan, cursed spirits and, and sorcerers are much less common. It's a much bigger deal in Japan. So the fact that he's from another country and has this spe- special sacred rope <laughs> that is a his, uh, tribe made or whatever. Um, and and he said, uh, Gojo says that that rope is diminishing my powers and slowing me down. Never explains how. Mm-hmm. I have no idea
1: no, what the rope freaking does. Nor does it seem that. Seem that way during the fight. No, right? no, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't seem like a, a a flaw or a weakness he has to solve. Like he just says, "Oh man, this is this is causing problems," and then moving on. This this felt very much like a Superman beats up the bad guy
1: moment.
0: and it became a meme. This is a this classic meme of like throwing hands and and Gojo just goes up and punches him like twenty times.
2: I did love. Like, when, when, uh, um, he appeared above Gojo, and then, like, Gojo switched around, and then we saw Miguel, and he's like, Whoa! <laughs> and then Gojo, like, grabs him and slams him into a barrier. Ouch! <laughs> like, just the way the voice actor was doing it in the sub was so we- well done. It was just perfect. Made did me laugh you, so hard.
0: Did you guys get that Miguel is a mercenary? that he's been hired by no. ghetto and is not part of his group yes. no no yeah cuz he
1: mm-hmm. not part of his group i wasn't quite sure but i i did know that he was there for money because he talked about during the 12 he needed to, if he held him off for the 12 minutes he'd get his quota
2: yeah but so did the uh uh braid lady yeah she's
0: the worst we don't talk about Maymay. she she's not the worst she I is the like worst and head. you aren't that far enough in the anime to know why okay Sir. fair
1: enough um but uh, <laughs> she didn't talk about particularly – I don't know if she used the word yeah, quota or not. Quota. She mm-hmm. she was there for as a job. Well, I guess yeah. She, she even said because she was offered money.
0: Okay, so Maymay. But is she's an employee. Teacher. Yeah, not Maymay a is a teacher from the other school. But her character is that everything is about money, and if she's not being paid, she won't help the fight. She's on the good guy team.
2: But but see. They didn't explain any of no, that. All they know. did was show that she's out there and they're, they're telling us that, like, hey, all these curses act in different ways and everybody's power functions in a different way. And so now you've got this lady and she's leaping around with a battle axe saying, oh, I got this many. I'm going to get more and then I'll get my bonus. And I'm like, is that a power upgrade? Is that like how does is that how your curse works? You met your okay. quota and now you're going to like, boom, go she's even higher. Right. And so then well, when, so where's when your I not uh, you, you don't know what you're saying, you need to stop. so so when i heard miguel say you know i've got to hold him off for this many minutes i was like oh because that's the plan like you have to do it because that's ghetto's plan i had it never occurred to me that he was actually paid with money as yeah he said
1: specifically quota uh,
0: sure so the the reason the reason i ask is because just like jason said there is a line that technically explains this but I definitely didn't
2: catch it the first time because it's it, just like May It feels well, like a throwaway I line. I heard, yeah, I heard the line, but the line didn't right. mean money to me. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, that's the reason I asked. the Kaisen just is not good at explaining things, or like yeah. I said earlier, doesn't care. But the the line is there. It's technically said it's technically accurate to say it's not even a spoiler to say he's a mercenary because, and there's, there's another, there's a couple of things that happen at the end where they're explaining stuff that happened with Rika and Yuda, where it's very similar, where they say like one line and how you interpret it. depends if you understand the lore or not. Mm. So that, I, that's what I wanted to ask. Okay. Back to the Yuta fight. Uh, he gets to use Toge's power, uh, even though he creates a megaphone and I have no idea how that works. Um,
2: well, his Rika own vocal cords couldn't do it. So. He, well, he didn't, he didn't make it. Rika did. Okay. So Rika, right. That was Ghetto's interpretation. I think he's probably right, but like, I don't know. No,
1: literally, literally she hands it to him. Sure.
0: Yeah. Hey,
1: uh,
0: okay. He defeats <laughs> a mountain of, of cursed monsters with that. Ghetto, uh, gets overwhelmed. He, he mentions how you're just getting stronger. We're, gonna, let's get to the end of the fight and we'll talk about the fight. Mm. Ghetto does his ultimate move he brings out a um top class what is it called special grade special grade. curse that he has mm. and he does what in the subtitle said maelstrom but that's not the right technique his ultimate technique is Uzumaki, which is what he's actually doing which is combining a bunch of curses into a thing so i was very confused by that and then he's blasting that and um yuta
2: Tomato, tomato, to me.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the reason I love the Uzumaki is later they show, they draw it just like the horror Ito series Uzumaki about the people who get twisted into spirals. Uh, um, it's inspired by that, and I love that series. So I, it's important to me. It's called Uzumaki. <laughs> I got upset when they called Maelstrom. All right, Yuda makes a deal with Rika. He's saying, if you give me all your power. I will die with you. Again, in Jujutsu Kaisen, if you make a contract, if you give something, you can get something in return. So we sh- he has access to all our power at once. They fire a special beam cannon. It destroys uh, Ghetto and defeats him. Or, yeah, destroys all his curses and defeats Ghetto. Thoughts on the fight?
1: I know we're going to get into it here. Let's go. Beautiful, Beautifully done. I'll get that out of the way. Um... As far as scaling, um it did seem rather fast for Yuji or not Yuji um Utah. Utah, <laughs> uh to get to Gato's level, let alone surpass him. Um but it, it it was satisfying to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly where I'm at. Like was it pretty? Yeah. Was did you get all the adrenaline? Yes. Uh, was it a satisfying fight? Well, as far as fights go, yes, <laughs> it was a cool fight. But I mean, the last thing that I really saw was him sparring with Maki and not beating her. And yet she got trounced off screen because it was so bad by Ghetto. And now Yuta is just like leaping around like a madman. Black sparks flying everywhere, which I didn't even remember that that's a technique. I just knew, okay, this is really being emphasized. There has to be some kind of value to this. There's got right. to be
0: a reason why they're emphasizing this. His sword breaks at one point. And he scores a black flash with a punch, which again we, you know, is a critical hit and not something mm-hmm. you can do on purpose. It has to be perfect timing with your your punch.
2: Yeah. And I'm starting to remember like bits and pieces about that. Um, but it has been a long time since I saw season one. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, clearly he is, he is moving so fast and he's, he's actually holding his own against this guy. Why? Where, do, where did this come from? He's, he's young, using other people's techniques, you know? Yeah, the,
1: the using other people's techniques thing is odd, but he's I'm pulling sure healing more
2: out of his butt. I don't know well, like, where he learned healing. Gato Who said something about that?
1: you can only do that if you can use reverse curse energy techniques.
2: Who taught so, him? Did right. He just suddenly in this moment, he's like, I'm inspired. I have <laughs> I need something, therefore it is here. What is that called? <laughs> Improvisation? Deus Ex Machina.
0: Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah.
2: That is what um, that is called. So that was driving the, me nuts. The only thing
1: that... Let gives it a little bit of credence is Gato did take a lot of damage from Panda and Toge. Like
0: Yeah. And again, as he like powered himself a lot
1: game. with the Yeah, the and, war and yeah exactly. So mm-hmm. but the combat prowess of Yeah. Uh Utah. Of Utah was Impressive there, especially at the end.
0: Mm -hmm. You know the moment that stood out to me, where I was like, "That seems an insane thing to do with what we've seen you be able to do." Is when he jumps off the tower onto a electrical pole and like lands with the one foot on the pole. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Not at any point have I thought you like ninja enough to jump onto (laughs) right way up in the air a pole." That was the my one thought. I was like, "That seems a Mm -hmm. seems a huge progression."
2: Yeah. Well, and I totally get, like, Ghetto even said, oh, man, you must be really feeling the adrenaline now. Like, all your senses must be tingling. You must be especially perceptive. You're in the middle of throes of battle, right? And I, I get that, too, that, like, sh- certainly he's swept up in it, and he's in sync, and he's, everything's flowing. Plus, he's unlocked Rika's power, and it's now all his and everything. It just, it didn't make sense to me like something just doesn't click for that to me like while it is visually appealing and visually satisfying and hits all the beats of what a battle needs to do uh the justification for it is not uh strong enough in my head
0: there are multiple justifications that actually happen in the fight that the Mm. movie of course doesn't tell you are happening (laughs) the first is and one we've i've been waiting on because you guys keep mentioning it you know we always make the joke i'm a stronger cuts my emotions mm-hmm. but the jujutsu kaisen power system is literally based on emotions only negative emotions though your negative emotions create cursed energy which thus make you stronger. so and, but because and, he
1: can use reverse no
0: that's not no so, reverse <laughs> so, <laughs> i like just, where you're you know, going with that <laughs>
1: Well, reverse- I, I was saying, if he can use reverse cursed energy, he can reverse <laughs> the negative into positive because he loves her so much.
2: And the no. positive into negative. All emotion then becomes fuel so for him. To, to create, you cannot create
0: positive <laughs> energy on its own. You have to take cursed energy and times it to cursed energy because negative and negative creates a positive. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, <laughs> that is explicitly not true. That's how Ghetto explained it. (laughs) Or Gojo explains it. Uh, That's amazing. That's how positive energy works. You take two negatives and you smash them together and that'll create your positive. But you can't, you can't get stronger (laughs) from happiness. And he can't get stronger from love. But this is part of Gojo's plan. The reason he sends Panda and Toge is to lose. And they Mm -hmm. even call this out. That he knew that Yuta would see them hurt and get angry and thus get stronger.
1: Mm-hmm. oh that's right because he really hasn't
0: level? he hasn't used the word hate this entire movie also i 100 agree the last time we saw him training he barely was able to do anything but about nine months have passed and we haven't we just weren't shown him growing also if you land a black flash you do get a stat boost that's just part of a black flash you how get, long does you, it last um I, I don't know i honestly don't long enough for this fight i'm sure um, so I think, is that why I think, yuji's so powerful yes okay um and and then the biggest thing the whole reason he wins is because of the contract he forms he right. literally uh because he doesn't it. have to honor right <laughs> 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 um yes technically Hmm.
2: quite the contract
1: (laughs) contracts are squiggly like that Mm -hmm. well the contract's broken as soon as the curse is broken because he's no longer going with the curse.
0: she can kill him (laughs) if she wants to she has the right and there's nothing he can do about it but she chooses not to because she holds no animus towards what he what he really gave up without realizing it. Okay. So the fight, the fight's over. Gojo shows up and explains what, what happened, which is that, um, you cursed her. You're the powerful mm-hmm. super supreme being. You cursed mm-hmm. her. You're so powerful. And by saying we can die he, for the first time ever, he was allowing her to die, thus breaking the curse. And that's, that's what the contract really did. And then again, though, because of the contract, she has a right to claim his life if she wants. But she loves him, so to... she.
1: But yeah, that was actually a decent twist. I didn't see coming. Is that they replay her getting hit by the car and him looking at her, going, "Don't die, don't die, don't die," and so she mm-hmm. doesn't. <laughs>
2: uh huh. Yeah, that was cool. <clears throat>
0: um, I don't think any of those things fully explain. I don't think it takes away that feel that you guys have of like, this just is just kind of escalated super quick. Um, Mm -hmm. I I kind of write that off to the movie. We do find out Yuta's a prodigy, but it's not said here that he's a prodigy. So there's no reason for us to be assuming. He's related
2: to Gojo. He's Mm -hmm. related
0: to Gojo, which is one of the strongest families. But
2: I thought that it was because he was drawing on Rika's power and she is infinite. And then that creates a loop because I was assuming that her, her power is actually fueled from him. Like, yeah, it's that's, his that's curse kind, energy that makes right. her, which means he has infinite curse energy. Right. Which, I don't like that idea. <laughs> like, now we have two infinite powers here. So, Gojo and him. So he's not, he's
0: near infinite, he's not actually, he's, it is finite. Whereas Gojo's, because of his six eyes, his constantly refreshes. So he just doesn't run out. He actually, Utah actually has more cursed energy than Gojo, but Gojo is a everlasting
2: his battery that keeps rebuilding itself. Regen is itself. really high. Right. Gotcha.
0: Uh, some other things I want to call out. You know how I said in prequels I don't like when they explain or show, <laughs> like how you got your boots, how you got your gun. Well, we get a scene of Nanami hitting his four black flashes in a row. The, <laughs> the the record that he talks about having hit, that happens in this movie, and I'm Run sure. Him. I would bet my bottom dollar that it was not in the manga, that this is a anime movie only extra scene to be like, hey, let's let's put in that Nanami four hit combo.
2: Wait, is Nanami the the glasses guy glasses with the guy. suit and the, the tie? The cow okay. blade. What is uh, it? It's, cow it's blade?
0: It, it's a stick that he wrapped a like a cloth that looks like a cow around. I call it the cow
2: blade. Oh, okay, okay. I was—I knew that he was important, and I remember him, his character design from season one. But I didn't remember anything about him. He's just
0: one of my favorite characters. No worries. Um,
2: also, <laughs> we, <to> die, then. <laughs> we see the
0: students of the other school, and again, I don't—I this feels like something they added to the movie to tie it more into season one and, and kind of make the world. I did feel like connected. the
2: cameos. That was yeah. cool. It
0: Except was like for... I got to say. I know those characters. <laughs> Except for Toto shows up and doesn't do a boogie woogie and boogie woogie is my favorite curse technique. I think it's the coolest thing, the the clapping and the swapping. It's so fun. Um teleporting's always kinda of fun and and but the fact that he has to clap and it kinda of comes with like its own beat. Um and so I was I was kinda of bummed they didn't do the clap. Um we also see Gojo run into Ghetto. And Jeremy, what do you think happened here?
2: (laughs) Oh, what I think is that uh, Geta was dying and um, Gojo was basically just telling him, like, you were my best friend. You know, I'll always remember you that way or something like that. I'm guessing that based on the words that he exchanged later with Yuta, I think. Yep. Where he's like, oh, I've got one best friend. Or I've got a best friend, the one and only. He's the one that got your card back. And I was like, yeah. okay, so that's probably what you said. And, and that's why there was such shock on Ghetto's face. That after everything, he was still, you know, my best friend. Whatever. And then he died. And I even heard, like, there was a swoosh or a ching or something. Which sounded like Gojo killed him. Um, it, Gojo wasn't finishes struck. him off.
0: Yeah. That, that that's is what accurate. I thought. I did not get that the first time I watched this. I was like... But he's the bad guy of season one, so what just happened, and yeah, you heard the sound but but you're right, yeah that that's exactly what happens. I just wanted to see it. I didn't want to say it if it wasn't yeah. apparent enough. yeah, thank you for that yep um yeah, Rika goes to to heaven, I guess. Yuta mm-hmm. has broken the curse. Uh, he gets his ID card back and he he joins his classmates in the snow. And then we get an after credit scene where Yuta is with Miguel, the guy with the rope from earlier in Africa, eating and Gojo pays them a visit. And we
2: have no idea why. Yeah. Yeah. Long time no see. But OK. Right.
1: <laughs> right. OK.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's and whatever he's eating looks delicious. Yeah, I, I just said it's like I want that. <laughs>
2: yep. I was also cracking up when Miguel looked up and he's like, "Oh, why are you here?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you remember that beatdown, don't you?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that that's our ending. Um, any other thoughts before we go to final review?
1: I think this is this felt very much like if you had took say uh bleach and started in season 3 and then went back to season 1 like that's oh. kind of what this movie feels like it makes sense in the arc of the story um and i think it's very much written for fans keeping up with what's going on um except but except it wasn't well, for me, it was
2: <laughs> right,
1: but but at the time that it was released, I can see what you mean. Right, right
2: Yeah, I guess I, I love guess... the. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I love the idea that this was a standalone piece of of fiction that an entire world was built around, mm-hmm. and that it then gets brought back and 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 uh, integrated into the whole. I think that's really cool, I think that's really good storytelling on its own to be able to do that and weave that story in, and especially if these characters like you to become very important characters in the main storyline that's that's cool that's a really good skill um and it is in it was entertaining too, so you know i I do have to at least give kudos to that like if you it's the same thing with like games. I've often thought about like, if I want to make a game, I've got like all these different ideas of different kinds of games, but I don't want to have to come up with an entire backstory for every single one. So I'd want to create like one universe and all these different varieties of games that come at it from different angles. It, and that would be really it's cool. funny. That you
1: me- it's funny you mentioned that. Cause this knowing that this was like pilot before it became. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Very much makes it feel like what happened with, you know, and this is a little niche, but five nights at Freddy's, the first game mm-hmm. that came out, I'm sure the creator had no idea what the lore or the backstory of any of these things. He just made a creepy game to scare people. With and then when it caught fire, he was yep. like, oh,
2: better make some back lore.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. And it slowly builds. And if you can make something coherent while doing that, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. I also like the idea Um, I saw in the comments for... Uh, the movie on Crunchyroll people were talking about like hey who's your favorite character is it Yuta or Yuji and some people were talking about how you know Yuta was supposed to be the original main character and everything I didn't understand at the time I read it but now I kind of do that it was the pilot main character so that concept of yeah you you had this main character and you were preparing them for a story of their own even though it was a one-shot and you didn't discard the main characters now you have two competing main characters that's that's cool I like that idea too
0: well, one of the reason I bring it up is because I do love I love short stories, and one the one I always go to when I think about short stories is Stephen King. Um, and especially there's a short story about a tiger in a bathroom. and it never bothers to tell you how the tiger got in the bathroom. It's just about a little kid trapped in a bathroom with a tiger, and how terrifying that is. It's just like a random thought that came to his head. And what I love about it is a short story doesn't need to tell you why the the tiger's in the bathroom. That's not what the short story is about. It's about this one, unique experience and it's not here to flush out a world and that's one of the things i love about short stories is i get to think like oh what was that about how did the tiger get in the bathroom whatever this on its own if i had just watched this i wouldn't feel the need to have all these questions answered however this isn't presented as a short story what we're watching is a prequel to a first season we've already watched and it's like hey no this is part of a big universe and all this stuff matters and we find out this is a major moment in the lore Mm. which it does a terrible job of presenting (laughs) it It, it's both things at the same time but because it's presented at the movie i think you have to rate it as what is
1: it's showing as right now you know as this movie and i think it reminds me of the train movie for demon slayer like um On its own, there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense if you haven't watched the seasons.
0: Yeah, but that one pisses me off because then they, they went back and retold that story in the anime. (laughs) They're not gonna, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm more, you know, Chainsaw Man's about to get their next arc in a movie. And so what I really liked about this is that it's not gonna be animated. You almost don't even have to watch this to keep watching the series. It's, It's not super essential. You can get a lot of the context from the seasons. I I I think this is one of the movies I prefer, but I don't know. Let's go to reviews and I'll see where you guys are you guys (laughs) rated. It's it's a really
2: messy, messy ones. But uh, Jeremy, why don't you go first? Um so for me this is this is it's a hard four. Um I still think the art is beautiful. Uh the action sequences are just amazing and the fights are great. And I mean, there's so many of them the, I have my nitpicks. I have things that I really don't like about it, but it's not enough to even knock it down to a three. I think that just what was created here is, is uh it's really well done. Just storytelling wise. It's a bit confusing. All
1: right, Jason, how about you? Um, I'm a little biased because I didn't get the experience that you guys did. So I'm unable to, I can, I can see your point of view, right? Like I can see why a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. I can see why kind of feathering in and from, or not information and then going, this is what it is, um, Mm -hmm. can be a little jarring. However, I didn't have that experience and, I Besides the whininess whining-ness of the main character, um, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of this. So I'm going to give it a five. I really like it.
0: So my original watch, I definitely probably would have come in at a three. Like, that was pretty. That was fine. I, I'll be honest. I wasn't even hyped to start season two after this movie. It didn't get me hyped. It wasn't uh, really until the Shibuya arc really started that I started getting hyped for, for Jujutsu Kaisen. Now going back, it's giving me a five. Like it, it, it's the puzzle piece <laughs> that I was missing. So I'm gonna split the difference and You're take the case. average. <laughs> I'm gonna go a four because I don't think it's Supported. perfect.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I think if it can't stand on its own. Yeah, I yeah. think where it's presented in the story, even if it was if there was just just this, this movie and nothing else, it probably would go back up. But the fact that hey, you you made me watch season one, and then you said hey, come watch this movie. It's part of all this. But I'm not going to tell you why or how or explain anything. <laughs> Here's the movie. <laughs> so I'm going to go a four. I'll say a high four, just so Jason can be less pissy. <laughs> 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 All right, that is our thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Our next anime is Samurai Champloo, episodes 1 through 14. A classic rewatch for us. Um Again, we also want your recommendations for what you want to watch for the audience choice of the retro rewatch. And it can even be like a season old. It doesn't have to be 80s or 90s anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that you just wish we always had taken the time to review. Uh, If there's some reason we can't, I will let you know. But yeah, we're looking for as many recommendations as we can so that we can set up some kind of voting system. With that, if you have thoughts on this movie or any other anime we watch, you can reach us on our Twitter at Baka podcast or come to our website and comment the anime dot com and hit the contact us button or wherever you found this podcast. There's usually some kind of posting system that will get us a message and we tend to read those so use those and our recommendations can come from anywhere we're not like only twitter or anything Wherever you want to however you want to recommend the anime we'll take it so and if you guys don't my daughter will be controlling the pick oh boy she's she's definitely gonna vote (laughs) (laughs) all right i think it's time that we say goodbye thanks for listening
2: explode